I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay. Come through, Queen. I want to see you. Come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. Yeah, it's just me this week, but this is still Come Through Queen. This is episode 42, Come Through Fans. This week, Brennan is working hard fighting for our rights and burning the midnight oil at work So we turned to the CTQ fans to help with this week's episode. We've got some audio dispatches, Facebook diatribes, and good old-fashioned tweets from a bunch of listeners. We'll cover Heather and Megan King Edmonds being out at Real Housewives of Orange County, and surprise bitch, I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me, Lydia McLaughlin might be back. Uh, We'll also talk about the fact that Jason Hoppy got arrested for harassing Bethany, Uh, some recent podcast episode recommendations I have that you may have missed, and then we'll go into the highlights and lowlights of our shows, uh, including Real Housewives of Atlanta and Beverly Hills, and some Vanderpump Rules and Ladies of London. And without having to jointly decide with Brendan, I get to crown my very own Freak of the Week and One True Queen. So let's just jump right into what we learned about late last week, which is Heather uh, Debro is out at Real Housewives of Orange County. So this was posted over on E. Uh, she made a statement. After a lot of careful thought and deliberation, I have decided not to return to the Real Housewives of Orange County this season. The past five years have been an inc- incredible journey, and I'm so proud to have been a part of such an iconic piece of popular culture. I am so grateful to Evolution Media, Bravo, and the whole NBCU family for all for all of the incredible experiences and the opportunities Real Housewives of OC has afforded me and my family. However, at this point in my life, I've decided to go in another direction and do what's best for my family and career. Should I change my mind, I thank Andy Cohen, Evolution, and Bravo for telling me the door is always open. 
So there's some rumors swirling around that she was told that she was going to be demoted to friend of housewife and she wasn't going to be signing on to that. So she just decided to leave altogether. Uh, And that sounds very plausible. (laughs) Uh, But also we have some other casting news over at Tamara Tattles, which we've checked in with before. Uh, She reports, as expected, Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon have all signed their contracts. My latest information is that Kelly Dodd was negotiating her contract and her rep was being rather aggressive. The good news is that she seems to be satisfied with her offer now and will be coming back. Uh, I'm also hearing that part of her contract was asking Bravo to consider some of her actual friends to be one of the new housewives, which I think makes perfect sense. We always talk about on the show how this show works when they're actually friends. Uh, And that fake friendship that she had with Megan King Edmonds was one of the fakest we've ever seen. So I I hope if Kelly is coming back, they do give her someone. Uh, So Tamara reports that she believes that Bravo is going to be doing that. Uh, There also apparently will be another returning housewife. Uh, Tamara at first expected it to be Gretchen. However, she was told that Lydia is a front runner for the returning spot. Uh, Lydia quit the show and went far, far away from any attached from the show. Uh, She always saw her as someone with enough dignity and money to walk away from the check and never look back. She announced to the world that not being on the show uh, was God's plan for her. So it would be weird for the plan to change now. And we also have uh, the possibility that it could be Gretchen, could be Lizzie, uh, but who's really clamoring for Lizzie anyway? But let's listen in to longtime listener of the show, Daniel from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with his thoughts on Lydia possibly returning and Heather leaving the show. Hey, y'all, this is Daniel from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, longtime listener. <laughs> uh, so I'm ca- I'm not calling, but I want to talk about Lydia coming back to the OC. And I thought that was the biggest thing this week. And I thought it was so interesting that she announced that she's coming back right when Heather was leaving. Only because I felt um, when Lydia joined the group, it was really because she was Alexis's friend. The iconic, like, I had to take a Xanax for it, Lydia. And, um, at that reunion, it was Alexis's last reunion and of course hers, but all those three girls, including Tamara and Heather really went against Alexis, specifically Heather. I felt, um, she was a lot more direct and like she had more of the vocabulary. I mean, Tamara said the iconic Jesus jugs, but I felt like Heather really delivered against Alexis and kind of even said, why would I go up against someone when I know I wouldn't win? So I felt like when Alexis left, Lydia felt like, oh my gosh, I have no one on my side. And I don't feel like that's, like I'm not, I don't want this for the show. So I feel like now that Heather's gone, she feels a lot more comfortable coming back in. And also, I really liked her in that first season. I thought she was, she was like interesting and her mom was kooky and with her husband in that magazine. I don't know. I think it's potential. So... That's my view on it, but I also wanted to know what y'all thought. So, thank y'all, and yeah, keep podcasting. Okay, bye. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, And he brought up an interesting theory that I didn't really think about when uh, this whole Lydia rumor started swirling. Uh, One of her big problems while she was on the show was her uh, issues with Heather. Now that Heather's gone, it's the perfect time to get back because she seemed pretty cool with uh, Vicky and Tamara as they were stomping around when they were on vacation that one time. Uh, we also get 
we had a Facebook post from Tim, a friend of the show. He says, Lydia is so blah. Uh, he hopes at least her mom makes an appearance and fights with Ryan again. Uh, that would be perfect. Another showdown between those two freaks. Um, but let's move on to what is heating up the page six headlines. Jason Hoppy was arrested. So this is straight from page six. Bethany Frankel's ex-husband, Jason Hoppy, has been arrested uh, for allegedly turning up at their six-year-old daughter's school and harassing Bethany. An NYPD spokeswoman confirmed the allegations to page six. The complainant said Hoppy had sent numerous emails and FaceTime calls numbering in the hundreds after a cease and desist letter was sent on November 22, 2016. On Friday, January 27th, the suspect approached her and a friend at her child's school at around 8.15 a.m. and tried to provoke a fight. He said, I will destroy you. You can get all the lawyers you want. You've been warned. He was arrested hours later and charged with aggravated harassment in the first degree, which in my legal opinion is, a, I think, is an overcharge because it's a felony. And I don't think any of the parts of that law apply to the situation unless he's been convicted of harassment in the past, which is the only thing that would make sense to me. But also he was charged with harassment in the second degree uh, and stalking the fourth degree, those latter two both being misdemeanors and more reasonable in this situation, I guess. Um, so Hoppy's attorney, Robert C. Goldleib, said, there are no words to express how saddened Mr. Hoppy is over his ex-wife's unjustified actions. His only concern is his daughter and intends to vigorously fight these false charges. Uh, Frankel's lawyer, Barry Zone, said uh, she had undergone years of systematic bullying, which is a subtle uh, <laughs> Kelly Ben Simone reference, uh, harassment, stalking, and torment on almost a daily basis. Indeed, Mr. Hoppy has sent hundreds of escalating texts and emails to Ms. Frankel, her assistants, and her boyfriend, stating that I'll never go away, and you left me no choice to but to go to extremes, requesting copies of her life insurance policy and telling her that I'll pray for you. Apparently, Bethany also bailed on filming the night of uh, following that incident, a charity event that the rest of the women went to. So this is definitely a disturbing uh, turn for this whole uh, saga that we've been following. But the good thing that we now know is uh, Bethany would have uh, order protection issued by criminal court uh, in her favor against Jason. Uh, so in, in those situations, usually uh, there's some sort of thing worked out in terms of the custody. Uh, I don't know exactly how that, that is in this situation, but Hopefully the order of protection will keep him away from her for at least the time being. Um, but friend to the show, Hillary, sent us an insane but very believable scoop on Jason Hoppy uh, that will leave you shook. So let's take a listen to that. Hey, guys. Um, super excited to be coming through. Uh, this is Hillary calling in with some um, intel on Jason Hoppy's dating life. So... Um, a few months ago, one of my friends texted me like out of nowhere saying that he, um, his friend's friend, so sorry for like the fourth hand information, but it seems reliable. So um, this person found Jason Hoppy on Bumble and matched with him. And um, obviously like she's like 23 or something, but anyway, so she like went on some dates with him and 
was actively dating him when my friend was texting me about it. Um, and so in light of Jason Hoppy's recent uh, legal drama, I thought I would check in with him. So I texted him tonight to ask, is your friend's friend still dating Jason Hoppy? And he said, no, but someone said he got arrested. And I was like, yeah, um, why aren't they dating anymore? <laughs> so uh, he says he talked tons of shit about Bethany and said how horrible a mother she is, but also he was kind of just wanting to fuck and not date. So like, obviously that's not surprising, but, um, anyway, just wanted to let you guys know, um, that Jason Hoppy is out there getting it in with, like, young, presumably sexy ladies, so, um, sorry, Bethany, and I hope you're not actually a bad mom. Bye, guys. Wow. Uh, thank you, Hillary, for that tidbit of information, which I think has a ring of truth to it, because, uh, from my own personal experiences of trolling on uh, one-time popular girl Allie Churchwell's Bumble account, which she uh, lets me do from time to time, uh, sh- Jason Hoppy popped up on uh, as a possible match on Bumble. So I've seen him there on Bumble trying to find the younger ladies. Um, so it's all this is all alleged, but it has a ring of truth to it. Uh, but anyway, let's continue on. Uh, so, uh, roommate to the show, uh, Brendan's roommate, Val, submitted some topics that needed to be discussed on Facebook. So she says, reporting live from my desk, I can't believe you freaks got a voicemail. And yes, we did, uh, <laughs> set up a number. You can call 717-47-FREAK and leave us a message. Although if you're going to go through that trouble, you might as well just record a voice memo and email it to us because it sounds much better. Um, but number two, she says, uh, I have some hot topics uh, relating to Drag Race. The show has been sharing teasers of next season's queens on the Instagram story, and the Reddit Nancy Drews are on it, uh, which I've been following apparently on Snapchat as well. Um, I think they're they're going to be revealing the queens this week, so keep your eye out on that. But also, she uh, Val says that Rue reported into Anna Ferris's podcast the other day to be a part of a segment where Anna attempts to play people's songs on the acoustic guitar. And she asked Rue to sing Cover Girl, and Rue was like, I only know the choruses of my song, which I believe, since she can't even remember like the drag queens that have appeared on Drag Race. So she said, I decay with the opposite of Shook is, but it was that. Uh, some pop culture updates that she wanted to... Uh, us to cover uh, and do a care don't care quick fire with it Uh, so she says Nicki Minaj is friends with Drake again and I say I care because this has been long in the making Uh, it's been trouble between the two of them because she was dating Meek Mill but Nicki recently announced uh, just after the new year that she is now a single woman so it's good to see her back with Drake hopefully they'll make uh, some music again together so I officially care um, news broke just hours ago that Beyonce's having twins and I care cause I like the rollout much more this time. That Instagram post of that picture of her in front of, I don't know, it's like fake flowers and a veil is loony and I love it. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens and she's going to have her own set of twins, which will compete with Mariah's Dem Babies. Uh... Val also mentions Leah Remini has been a trending topic on Google Trends for the past week. I definitely care. Leah is a star. She's my mother, and she deserves to be trending. (laughs) Um, And she says, supposedly, Emma Watson is now upset that she wasn't in La La Land, the movie, not the R-H-O-C episode, 
because it's a smash hit. And I say I don't care because it's hard to feel bad because Beauty and the Beast is, gonna, is just around the corner. I'm so excited. I'm trying to get Alex, Brendan, myself, uh, Jamie Granoff, friend to the show, to get tickets. Uh, but it's like herding cats with these people <laughs> trying to pick a date and time. So uh, I'm definitely going to be seeing Beauty and the Beast opening weekend. And we will report on that uh, when that comes around in just a little over a month, which is very exciting. So I care about that portion. Uh, and then lastly, BuzzFeed destroyed Taylor Swift for playing the victim uh, her whole career. And I'm going to say I don't care. I saw everyone tweeting that BuzzFeed link and it was truly a novella that I had no interest in sitting through since I don't really care that much about Taylor. Uh, Taylor's over. She uh, she just hasn't been speaking out like we would like her to. But Sam also uh, replied to Val's Facebook post saying the BuzzFeed Taylor Swift article was totally misogynistic as if a woman can't be successful without playing victim. Shame on BuzzFeed, uh, which I haven't read the whole article, so I can't really chime in one way or the other, but I'll take her word for it. Uh, lastly, Sam says, another care, don't care. Carly Kloss was a controlling diva while doing press in Australia for Nike. She refused to give interviews to anyone that brought up Taylor Swift, her bestie, or Jared Kushner, her almost brother-in-law. And this is definitely a comment that is Taylor made for Brendan because uh, he is obsessed with Carly Kloss and uh, her connection to Jared Kushner, but I do not care. Uh, so that's it for some the fan contributed content for the news section this week. Um, the last thing before we get to our regular shows, I did want to recommend two recent podcast episodes that if you're into this show, you may be into those two episodes. First, Michelle Collins was recently on Come Through Queen Fave Who Weekly. Uh, and for you scholars of The View, it's probably the first time she has spoken so candidly on her departure from The View that it's worth a listen. I was laughing, cracking up. Uh, if you're unable to go to her uh, UCB shows in New York or LA, it's a good opportunity to catch up with Michelle. Uh, so the other thing that you should check out is, uh, you should check out episode 81 titled Ear Hair Trimmers from RuPaul and Michelle Visage's podcast, What's the Tea? The reason why I think this one's so interesting is Michelle shares her experiences dabbling in Scientology uh, and like stories about Scientology I've never heard before, as well as her interactions with Leah, both while Leah was still in Scientology and after she escaped. So for you Leah fans, it's a big deal. Scientology, uh, <laughs> not fans, but if you're interested in like the scandals of Scientology, it's definitely worth a listen. So let's hop in a plane and go down to Atlanta where uh, we're, we're about to go glamping and I'm so excited. But uh, before we get to that, uh, Phaedra did a little matrix move when she was trying to, uh, when she was listening to Kenya explain herself. And it's not the only matrix reference we got this week from the Bravo shows. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Cynthia meeting with Kenya's, boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or whatever he is at the moment, Matt was a very peculiar scene. She had on her glasses. She had a, a notebook and was taking notes on their relationship, but also like seemingly making things worse. Um, so I don't know if she's just trying to cook up an interesting scene for herself, but might not be the best idea safety wise. Um, 
And then we get a shady edit flashback of Shamia arriving. I, I think it was down in the Miami trip or Florida or something when Shamia arrives in a, in a uh, bikini and Candy says, well, damn, which is definitely a shady edit in terms of like what's been bubbling over Candy and Shamia allegedly hooking up. Um, the other thing before we get to uh, the the buses heading out to glamping is Candy through Shamia, a bri- bridal or engagement party of some sort, and everyone was instructed to wear white, and everyone did, including Candy, except for Sheree, uh, Marlo, and Cynthia all show up sticking out like sore thumbs, not wearing white at all. In fact, like Cynthia looked like super casual for this event while everyone else was really dressed up. And of course, Sheree is a tattletale and brings up that uh, that people have been saying that Shamia's been fucking everyone's husband. So she just loves to stir the pot. Definitely bringing it as usual this season. Uh, and then we get a, a very awkward fight between Kenya and Cynthia over... Uh, Cynthia not defending her to Matt during that crazy uh, interrogation psychiatrist session that they had. Uh, But then they made up soon thereafter because Kenya needs her ally. Uh, So then finally, this amazing scene. Uh, We get Sheree setting up. At first, it looked like a bake sale. I really could not figure it out. And like a really cheap bake sale, like muffins from Costco or something. Uh, but she also is uh, bringing out champagne as well from mimosas. And we get a tweet from Shelly B. Tweets. She sent us, she, she sent us a bunch of hilarious screen, screen caps from this scene. Uh, Sheree's outdoors housewarming, including the part where she pours out champagne for her dead homies. And Shelly also tweeted, Sheree is the best decision Bravo ever made. She's gold. Yes, she's definitely back in full force this season, deserving that peach. Um, but when Marlo rolled up to Chateau Chiray, I was screaming, I'm so glad Marlo's on this trip. And she definitely is causing a commotion for the previews for next week. Um, Kenya's little pre-party definitely looked like the one I would prefer to go to. At least you could go inside and get some air conditioning. Uh, and then, I mean, as soon as they get into the car, they just start, start into it already. Marlo's talking about how all the girls, if they want to contact her for anything about fashion or glam, she's the one to speak to. Um, we also have a bunch of randos here. We got, I think, either Hazel or Lena or one of like Candy's boring people she's trying to get onto the show for some reason. Uh, we get, uh, what's her face? We get Portia's sister, which I don't mind when a sister pops along as long as they're just popping in and out like Mallory. Uh occasionally coming in, but not gunning for that peach. Um, but that's pretty much it for this week's Atlanta. Uh, next week's episode, like I mentioned, looks insane. She brings up Kenya's mom, which is definitely a no-no. And she outright asks Candy if she's a lesbian. So <laughs> we're going to have to tune in and see what happens there. Uh, but let's hop in a flight over to... Uh, West Hollywood. Let's go to Bever- uh, let's go to <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. So this intro scene with James 
at getting a meal with her, uh, his mom. The mom is psycho. She is so crazy. Um, she ends up sh- coming to the party later on that night. Um, but during that meal, she says how Kristen is probably not going to be able to have kids. She's probably barren. It's karma, which is like really harsh words for James's ex. I mean, I know they're not together, but I mean, you don't have to go there. Uh, we get a scene with Sherry, Jax, and Brittany. And apparently they hung up that coked out collage of Jax in the bedroom, no less, uh, which I thought was an interesting choice. But Sherry confronts Jax for being a homosexual, and Jax responded to it fairly well, but obviously annoyed, and Brittany gets annoyed at him for his response. Um, we also see Sheena handing an envelope of cash to Kristen at lunch with the bridesmaids, which was trashy. We find out the bachelorette and bachelor party is going to be happening down in New Orleans, which is exciting. I'm looking forward to going back to New Orleans myself, uh, hopefully this year. Uh, we see Lisa and Katie flower shopping and Lisa's dying over the fact that the budget for the flowers is only $6,000. Um, we learn Ariana's a horse person, and horse people are terrible. Uh, and then we get that scene with Katie and Schwartzy at the attorney getting the prenub. So Katie has $200 in her bank account, 47 in savings, and Schwartz doesn't say his number like on camera, but tells the attorney that she has more. So at their combined <laughs> their combined funds is definitely less than 10,000 which seems like there would not be much use for a prenup since hiring an attorney uh in a divorce situation would use up any of that money to begin with. Uh so it's, <laughs> it was definitely a comical scene uh and I noticed during the the bridesmaids meal I think it was that or maybe no, it was at the at James's rap event that the Vanderpump Rules girls continue to drink Ho Gardens, which is an interesting choice. Um, Jax and Kristen show up to to uh, James's DJ slash rap event uh, to see the the white Kanye. Uh, Carter, of course, comes along as well, and. Uh, and then we get Gigi and Ellie, which we haven't seen in a minute. And they're there to confront James's girlfriend. And that was the main reason that uh, Jackson and Kristen showed up. And they are insane. Uh, Gigi gives James's clothes back to him, proving that essentially he took off <laughs> his clothes in front of her. And Kristen's just like getting so excited when uh, Gigi slaps James. Uh, So those girls, like, I don't know, they go off somewhere. And then uh, I guess Jax and Kristen are taunting James. James throws, uh, well, Jax threw his drink at uh, James, and then James throws a a glass back at him, which is insane. It's a whole brawl that breaks out. And uh, it seems like James gets kicked out of the bar, but he may be just fleeing for his own safety. Uh, we also got a tweet uh, from 
at 10 Velociraptors, a.k.a. Joel. He says, the last eight minutes of Vanderpump Rules were the best the show has had in a very long time. And he uh, graciously sent over a video clip of those moments uh, recapping uh, Kristen and Jax being brats. And I have to agree, this was an amazing scene. My mouth was open the whole time. Um, I love when James was saying, oh, I need to get my suit jacket. It's Gucci. Um, and it's crazy that the, his mom was there for all this, which I felt uh, strange about. Uh, but we have a little surprise for you today. Uh, it's not normally his forte since this has nothing to do with Ireland or Europe or anything like that. But we have a special treat from Connor all the way from Ireland. Uh, he was kind enough to entertain Brendan's friend, Julie, uh, who he's never met before as she visited uh, Ireland. And the two of them recorded a fun little uh, segment of Connor being real, uh, discussing how Connor could infiltrate his way onto Vanderpump Rules. So let's take a listen to that. Hi, this is another edition of Connor Being Real coming at you live from the streets of Dublin. Yes, that's right. We're live. It's in the field. I'm joined by Brendan's American friend, Julie, who's visiting Ireland. We have been discussing ideas. Say hello, Julie. Hi, everybody. She's so excited for her first ever podcast moment. So excited to be on Come Through Queen. I've been uh, trying to do this for a very long time. Her dream is about to be realized. So we were we met for uh, breakfast earlier and we have been discussing ways in which I can move to America and get on. We think Vanderpump Rules is my in in the reality TV show world. So we have come up with five or so reasons how, or ways for me to get on Vanderpump Rules and to become a reality star, I guess. So the first we have was I'm going to befriend Lisa's son, Max. No, befriend Lisa. I'll befriend Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, I think Lisa is someone who would really take to you and I think getting in on that way she could give you some kind of job within the sir or pump maybe or the fake assistant job she gives to someone on the cast every like year or two I need someone to pick out paint samples I could totally do that how hard could it be um, another one that I think Brendan will appreciate is because Brendan said I look like her in drag which is I mean fair enough uh, I could befriend Pandora Lisa's daughter or Max, but I think we thought that Pandora would be a better in. She would probably take to you like Lisa would take to you. I think Max might be a little bit of a harder sell. He likes people like James Kennedy. And, you know, I met you for a couple hours, but you're not James <laughs> Kennedy for sure. And your DJing skills are much, much better than James Kennedy's DJ skills. That's what I'm hoping too. So, yeah, I could maybe offer my DJ services or I think befriend Pandora or I think friend we we're saying maybe ariana would be the most yes which you know i just need to make a point that i don't know i'm kind of with you brendan that you said all straight girls like ariana i don't know why you don't like ariana she comes across as pretty good to me but i am a straight girl so maybe i'm just playing into your cliche <laughs> i don't know um but yeah we were thinking ariana might be someone that would be the better Lala is not going to be in for... She's going to be done. Um, Katie and Stassi. No. no. And Kristen. No. 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 So we're thinking Ariana and her braids might be... Do <laughs> <laughs> you always notice she always has yes. braids in her hair? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I think Ariana... Yeah, I just feel like I can kind of like vibe with her a bit. So we have Pandora, Lisa, DJing, or Ariana. Or I was thinking I could... 
go to LA and meet Lisa and like pretend I'm an entrepreneur and be like I want a franchise sir in Ireland and of course she'll just hear and see dollar signs or euro signs in this case and go sure yeah and you know it doesn't have to be a real serious uh pitch to her she this is for tv so she would probably enjoy the like holes that she could find in your story (laughs) but she would probably still still do it still have a meeting with you but there are some like lesser ones that we didn't like sketch out as much (laughs) ideas like maybe meeting andy cohen via watch what happens live and having sex with him might get you get you get you a role i don't know maybe i maybe i don't know but that would be i could seduce andy cohen into role or i think if all this fails move to west hollywood and fall in with erica's like extended posse of gays like that's also a possibility like mind you they have really good abs and clearly don't eat carbohydrates which are two things that i (laughs) this is i'm not used to doing the main one is really really annoying so you have to be a different one than the one who only speaks in like one word (laughs) phrases you would need to be part of the rest of the posse I need to outdo Mickey Minden and be like, yes, diva work, pussy pop, do it now, spread your legs, we're serving sex on a platter and sex on the side. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I did it there. I can totally do it for good. Yeah, but you're better than that. You don't need to do that one. I you think can, you could be the, with the other, the rest of the posse. They don't talk like that. That's true. Or I hope they don't talk <laughs> like that. <laughs> so do I, don't, I. I don't really know. But yeah. Okay, well, you know, I think the idea that I'm better than someone else is a great place to end this segment of Come To Your Queen. Thank you to Julie for joining us. There was some noise of, like, the tram going by, but that's just how it really is. That's Connor being real on the streets of the real Dublin. Yeah. All right, thank you very much, guys. I want to see you come to Queen. That was the cutest Connor being real segment thus far. I, we didn't even, like, coach them on how to like set up this whole little segment but i definitely uh, appreciated it so hopefully he figures out a way he could be maybe the new resident dj at uh at pump now that james isn't allowed to uh perform there anymore so let's not hop in an uber uh let's maybe take a lift i guess uh over to uh beverly hills she 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 and see what's going on of course, Kyle's throwing a lame ga- Great Gatsby party. Ugh. Um, I mean, I would appreciate it more if she just stuck to the white party. I know she's done it so many times, but at least that's her signature thing. This Great Gatsby party. I mean, have we had a Real Housewives franchise that does has not had a Great Gatsby party? So lame. But apparent, at least her party planner is getting into it a little bit more than we sometimes see in other franchises having an absinthe bar which is interesting and scary i tried that once when i was in florence like during college spring break or something uh and it tastes like fennel so uh that's a fun fact um we learn harry hamlin is a chef he's making blueberry pies he's also going to be barbecuing up harry's meat which all the ladies are talking about uh at a barbecue Rena's throwing. Uh, we get some surprise visitors. We get Camille. She shows up. Eden shows up. Uh, Dorit arrives and then leaves in a few minutes, just, I guess, to get <laughs> screen time. Um, Erica is there. And then 
out of <laughs> out of the woods crawl Amelia and Delilah because they are Erica Jane super fans, which I mean can't really blame them. Erica Jane is totally uh, perfectly meant for for their audience, and we get some more Amelia and Delilah combo confessionals, which I've missed. And they were trying to describe that they were starstruck, but they said they were star striking. Um, and we have a little segment from a longtime listener and big fan of Come Through Queen, Neely, on the Hamlin Renna sisters. So let's take a listen at what she has to say. Hey, Dan, and I'm not Brendan. It's Neely P here. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts are on the not Hadid sisters, the Hamlin and Rena offspring. We haven't seen them in a few weeks, but we saw them again last night. I wasn't sure how I felt about them, but last night seeing them um, star striking for Erica Dreen, I became a um, big fan again. So I was wondering, Dan, like where your thoughts are on them, if you think that um, Delilah Bell could hit it big next week on her on her show that she's doing with Gigi um if you think they're gonna have Anwar level success or or Bella and Gigi level um success so just what your feelings are on that um as far as the rest of the episode of Beverly Hills I thought that Rena's barbecue was super cute and I was like really happy for some reason to see housewives um eat corn on the cob I don't think I actually saw anyone eat them but I was happy to see that one of them might eat it that it was on someone's plate because it's not something you would normally see a housewife have so it's like oh they're just like us maybe um that's it. Love you, Dan. Um, love you, Brendan, even though you're not there. Um, say it to Alex. Bye. I do want to preface uh, before getting into the substance of that little segment that Alex and I listened to that recording before I recorded this. And he let out a little yelp at the end when Neely gave him a shout out because he believed all the Gunther Queen fans hate him. So that definitely lit, lit up his day. Um, but in terms of Amelia and Delilah, I love them. I will want them in more episodes. Um, and I definitely think, I don't know what, I think it's Amelia is the one who's like really might get some sort of modeling career. And the one that is potentially, well, is walking with Gigi in next week's episode. Uh, I just like them because they have more personality than Bella and Gigi. I mean, good for Bella and Gigi for getting their career off the ground, but Delilah and Amelia are definitely more interesting to me. Um, Eden keeps bringing up issues with Kim to Kyle and in front of everyone. It was so awkward. They all end up getting up and like avoiding the conversation. And when Eden goes in for that hug at the end was priceless. And I, <laughs> you know, Kyle is slowly winning me over this season. Her impersonation of the hug with Eden with the dog in the confessional actually had me laughing, but I don't understand why she keeps wearing that heinous white confessional look. Like I think I feel like that's the only one she's had so far. And we're like halfway through the season. Uh, we get a little scene with Eileen and Erica practicing their acting so that the writers can figure out what kind of role to write for Erica. I'm loving every single Eileen and Erica 
combo scene this season. So can't wait to see the actual uh, filming of Erica's scene. Um, of course, we get a scene of Portia on a hoverboard. Ugh, not one of my favorite Housewives children. And then for some reason, Sophia, that that daughter that Kyle brought along to New York, that New York City trip is coming to the Gatsby party, which I couldn't really understand why. We get Kim hobbling down the, sta- the steps at that Gatsby party, which I was cracking up at. Uh, and this party was just a mess. Like everything was going wrong. Everyone was freezing. The music wasn't playing. Um, and of course, Eden sits down with Kyle and Kim. And I kind of like zoned out because I can't take any more like Kim talk. Uh, I did crack up at PK calling Renna and Eileen the two Muppets in the gallery. And then when they were on Watch What Happens Live, they were really hamming that up as well. I loved the two of them on Watch What Happens Live. It was like the perfect combo. Um, and then when Vanderpump says to Renna, sorry, I couldn't make it to your barbecue. And then Renna's just laughing. She says, no, you're not. And I'm not sorry you weren't there either. I was dying. Because like she was kind of kissing her ass earlier this season. But now that I think she sees where her place is amongst the women, Renna just doesn't really give a shit with Vanderpump anymore. Um, so I am excited next week to see what happens with Amelia and the fa- or Delilah, <laughs> Amelia, Delilah, whoever, in the fashion show with Gigi. So let's see. Uh, just quickly, Ladies of London, uh, Caroline, Caroline Fleming's Midsummer Eve party was fun and weird and Adele is a star and I'm definitely team Adele in terms of the fight with Caroline Stanberry. Uh, apparently Marissa Hermer, Hermer is reporting live permanently from California these days. And I don't really know what's going on with Stanberry. Is she in Dubai? I know she was pop bopping around in the United States recently. Um, I'm curious to see like what happens with ladies of London. I think at the very least, if the show continues, Adela really is earning her Union Jack flag <laughs> this season and deserves one, deserves to be main cast uh, n- next year. And apparently next week is the finale. I can't believe it's here. Like, it's been so unclear when it's coming. Like, we don't know what's going on. I don't think there's going to be a reunion. I really hope there is because I loved the season. And I do want to go back and see what happened the first two seasons that I missed. So that is it for the shows this week. And now it's time for the Freak of the Week and One True Queen. So the Freak is Mariah Carey. We had the season, probably series finale of Mariah's World this past weekend. And this whole, the way it ended was just so psychotic. Like her calling off the wedding and relationship with that billionaire, James Packer, I believe his name is. And then the whole situation with Tanaka is just like so produced. And also like even worse than that, like really doing James Packer dirty. Like clearly she was having some sort of relationship with Tanaka all along. And it's just not a good look. And especially the fact that we were getting reports earlier that she wanted some sort of like settlement from their breakup, despite the fact they were never actually married, was gross. And then this whole episode ends with like Mariah singing 
new music, which obviously was created to kind of fight back on that whole New Year's Eve debacle. But it's called I Don't, which is supposed to be the opposite of I Do, as in what you say when you're getting married. Uh, That song is debuting this Friday, I believe. And if her recent music endeavors are any hint, probably won't be that good. (laughs) But we'll, we'll see what happens. But in much happier news, the one true queen this week is Chrissy Teigen. She called in when James Kennedy was on Watch What Happens Live, and she was totally fangirling over him, uh, how he's both the worst person in the world and the best person, that she loves him, she wants to hire him for events. Uh, I love it. I love, like, Chrissy's super fandom when it comes to all things Bravo, so it was fun to see her call in. And even John Legend was chiming in during the call, um, like, supporting James as well. And a quick aside... We got just the other day the first listen at the Ariana Grande uh, John Legend duet for uh, the Beauty and the Beast finale song. Because you know how like Celine Dion and Piso Bryson sung the song for the credits uh, for the animated film however many years ago. Now it's Ariana and John Legend. And it is amazing. Uh, so I guess maybe Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are co-One True Queens this week. So that's it. I hope you guys appreciated this very awkward episode of me talking to myself for 40-some-odd minutes. Um, but we didn't want to leave you hanging. So much happened this week that we needed to cover. And, Brendan, we'll be back next week. We have some fun things planned in the future. We have a Jersey Shore episode, Deep Dive, coming up. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and leave us a review there. Uh, I want to thank you guys who have left reviews. Um, it helps us out. Uh, you should follow us on Twitter or Facebook. We keep you up to what's going on throughout the week. Uh, all the latest news. If we see something, we'll tweet it out just so that you don't have to wait till each week's episode. Um, and you could find me at IDKDK on Twitter. You could find Brendan at not Brendan. So like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love me, love me, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. I want to see ya. Come through, queen. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.